0: PBF Public Radio, Radio Free America. This is Romeo One Oscar coming to you. Officially today is Thursday. Thursday, November 5th. It is now two days past the election. And interestingly enough, we still don't have an election result. We know that as the as the game was being played, states that Trump won were not called early, were they? What we do know is Arizona was. Arizona was called early for Joe Biden. And what's interesting is only Fox News and AP called that. Many left-wingers said that was a premature call. They didn't call it because it didn't make sense. The data did not make sense. My friends, this is perhaps the biggest psyop that I've ever seen in my life. And it's the stuff that you read about and you look at it and you look at it, you know, when you look at history sometimes and you're like how how did these things happen? Well, guess what it's happening on our soil right now? And let me let me throw an example at you. 538 which is Nate Silvers who blew it on the polling He, yesterday, was explaining how two more batches of Pennsylvania vote were reported. Of these batches, there were 23,277 votes in Philadelphia. Every single one of them was for Biden. Crazy, huh? 23,277 votes in Philadelphia and all for Biden. Anybody who studies statistics will tell you how crazy that is. Yet we keep seeing things like this happen across the board to the data. So we go back to how everything was called for Trump early. And then the counting stopped. And we're seeing interesting counting going on in Michigan right now, where Republicans are being turned away at times from observing the vote, further reinforcing what I said yesterday about us practicing our elections much like third world countries. And Joe Biden and Team Biden, they don't want a lockdown. It's got nothing to do with science. This is going to be about crashing the American markets, bankrupting American businesses, and then watching the Chinese swoop in. Because remember, there's always 10% for the big guy. And now we're being told that they're fixing ballots in Georgia. They're even advertising on Twitter a former Obama person to go help people fix their ballots. But see, you can't do that after the vote. This is very, very illegal. We are in third world practices right now. And perhaps this will be the last election will ever have where it matters in any way shape or form or it had the potential to matter because there's a a book and I don't recall the name of it, it came out about 2017 or 2016 by a democrat that talked about their goal was to gain the presidency as well as the congress and then pack the court with liberal justices, which, you know, we have Amy Coney Barrett in there now, but if what we're seeing with Biden moves forward, this may or may not happen. The good news is it appears to be a Republican Congress if we do get the Biden administration, which will make it difficult for this to move forward. You know, and for me, yesterday, I think I went to bed seeing all of the numbers, and I really, really, really thought that Trump was going to win. It looked like it, but then counting stopped, and I didn't realize that. You know, I was seeing, ah, numbers aren't coming in, numbers aren't coming in. We'll go to bed. It looks like he's going to win. But now, we're waiting for election results from states with Democrat strongholds. Does that seem off to anyone? Look how quickly Florida got theirs out, and Republicans were trying to do that. Let's get that out there. So Democrat strongholds are sitting on their vote counts because they got extensions through the court system through activist judges and I have no doubt now what they're doing they executed a coup against our president they spied on him his campaign his family everybody around him they created phony impeachment charges to try to remove him from office And they did everything over the last four years to delegitimize everything he did. They had anonymous leakers in there. And they tried to convince us that he's a Russian spy. So think about all that. Think about how social media, academia, social media, news media, the intelligence community, they are all working together. So do you do you think it's really too far to say that these institutions have been corrupted so much that they're not willing to cheat us? Right now, we're told that it was a record high turnout. And Biden got more votes than Obama did in 2008. Sounds a bit crazy, but we know population growth, perhaps, right? But here's here's some interesting stuff. Wisconsin had 90% voter turnout. That's five, anybody who's statistics, five standard deviations from the average that has occurred since something like 1948. And then we've got bundles of ballots coming in that are 100 percent Biden. There's there's no mistakes on these ballots and there's not a vote for Trump. And while these counts are going on, Republicans are being denied access to these vote count facilities. Remember, the counting stopped on election night in these critical Democrat controlled states. Florida was it twenty nine electoral votes? They didn't have a problem processing their votes in a timely manner at all. And then Biden states were called very quickly. Trump states were called very slowly. And as I mentioned earlier, Arizona was called for Biden before there was even evidence that Biden had won the state. And right now, as I'm recording this, it's not clear he's won the state. We know that there's more votes coming in for Trump now. So what does this all mean? Well, this is part of the color revolution. This is the... This is what we talked about on podcast episode 58. Nat G and I discussed this. So the game is now to start getting votes for Biden, get him to 270. And this is as soon as they saw what Trump's numbers were and then they knew what they controlled to stop that. Because historically, I talked about this two days ago, historically since 1968, Trump, I'm sorry, historically since 1968, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, all those states run together and look how big his victory was in those states. So the demographics haven't changed. Nothing has really changed in the electorate in those states. So they stopped counting the votes in those states and now they're finding votes, votes in tranches that are into the hundreds and thousands, tens of thousands. So they knew what the victory margin was now in the key states. So now they have to manufacture the votes. And this is why vote by mail is a joke. And it's also why it's been normalized because they're going to keep telling us that these are elections, but they're no longer going to be elections that are real. All of our elections are going to be vote by mail going forward. Oh, in Nevada, we're still waiting on for their six votes, because if Arizona stands along with Wisconsin, and Michigan. This will get him to 270 once we get Nevada. Once he gets Nevada, that's six electoral votes. And remember they they just had to stop. They they're they're going to come back in on Thursday and decide they're going to they're going to go ahead and count the votes. And then he's going to declare victory. And the media is going to push a narrative out that he's legitimate because there's people in the media in on this. You need a media like that. That's part of the color revolution. Listen to episode 58 if you want to understand what I'm talking about here. Nat G and I talked about this. Right now social media is and they're going to continue to censor anything other than news saying that Biden is at 270 and will be the new president. You're not going to be allowed on social media to see evidence of vote fraud. Nothing on these platforms is going to allow you doubt. So we're stuck right now. Either the vote is stolen from Trump who, honestly, you ask me, he won legitimately. Or what's going to come down to is the left is going to believe they've been cheated because we have been gaslighted by the media, and the polls told us that a Biden landslide was guaranteed. I want to, I talked about this guy, Michael Anton, He's got a piece in the American mind. Um, This piece was yesterday. Game on for the coup. It will all go according to plan unless we stop it. Strictly speaking, a coup is an illegitimate change of government by violent means. But what if you can do it without violence? And again, episode 58, that's the whole point of it. Non-violence to create this. Create the illusion that it is a move of the people. Gene Sharp, look up Gene Sharp. To win without fighting is best, Sun Tzu says. An ostensibly, mostly peaceful ouster from power is preferable to the use of force because it can more easily be sold as our democracy at work. National polls consistently predicted a huge Biden blowout. But then my my little interjection, remember, none of that was coming true on election night, they had to change things, didn't they? That they were going wrong is demonstrated by the facts that the 2020 popul- popular vote is so far a mere two-point spread, hardly a blowout. Trump got a higher share of the vote than last time, and Trump received far more total votes than last time. But it's the swing states that matter. Here, again, Trump was supposed to lose. It not if not necessarily bigly in every case at least widely but throughout the day the president consistently outperformed the polls he crushed his 2016 performance in florida he also outperformed in iowa ohio south carolina and texas senators he was supposed to drag down with him including Joni erst lindsey graham mitch mcconnell won handily even susan collins who was supposed to be sure goner and lose by at least three, won by nine. A party that was certain to lose the Senate has kept it and gained far, so far six seats in the House. Looking at states, no one expected Trump to lose. His overperformance over-perform- is even more stark. The polling average for West Virginia for Trump was plus 17. He won it by 39. Kansas was estimated at plus 9. The result was plus 15. Throughout the day, the president was also outperforming his expected result in key states such as Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. He even, for a time, looked like he was within striking distance in Virginia, a state Hillary Clinton won by five points in 2016. At one point, The New York Times meter had Trump's chances in North Carolina at 92%. The needle was also sliding in the president's direction in Arizona and Georgia, among others. And then suddenly, the counting stopped in at least five states, or part of states. Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, all but one. With a Democratic governor. Coincidence surely. When has that ever happened? Well it happened in Broward County Florida in 2018 when a dodgy Democratic election official appeared to be intervening illicitly on her party's behalf. The process only got back underway when the state's governor intervened and had her removed in the process. But getting back to last night Sometime in the wee hours, additional ballots were found and added to early totals, which had Trump ahead. To no one's surprise, those votes were overwhelming, literally as much as 100% in some batches for Biden, according to Nate Silver, 538. No one's idea of a Trumpist. One tranche of 23,277 votes that turned up in Philadelphia were all for Biden. Absent some kind of harvesting or fraud or both, that's, it, that's a logical and statistical impossibility. Throughout the night, all such ballots came from heavily Democratic areas, posting unusually improbable high turnouts. 85% in Milwaukee, a city that turned out at only 61% in 2016, and even with Obama on the ballot in 2012 at 71% but 85% for Sleepy Joe. According to one report, seven Milwaukee precincts returned more presidential votes than they have registered voters. Turnout in Wisconsin overall is alleged to have been 89.25%, more than five standard deviation for the state's mean turnout since 1960, another statistical impossibility. One might also wonder why this... Urban blue wave materialized only in closed states. Milwaukee was way up, but not Cleveland. Philly, but not St. Louis. Granted, Ohio and Missouri are red, but their big cities aren't. Take a break here. how it's done. We've seen this before. We've seen this movie before. This is how they beat Scott Walker in Wisconsin in 2018, Tom Foley in Connecticut in 2010, and Norm Coleman in Minnesota in 2008. Why stop the count? Because that's the only way to know how many votes you need to win. Sure, you can just brute force things by backing up a truck full of ballots. But that looks bad. You might even end up counting more votes than there are registered voters in the state. Better to eke out a narrow win, as Joseph Kennedy Sr. allegedly said to his son, I'm not paying for a landslide. Speaking of the Kennedys, veteran political observer Theodore H. White, in their company on election night, 1960, explained how it's done. In Illinois, the race came down to Downstate Republican versus Cook County. Democratic and the bosses holding back totals from key precincts were playing out their concealed cards under pressure of publicity as in a giant game of blackjack. The AP ticker shattered its keys once more and reported. With all downstate precincts now reported in and only Cook County precincts unreported, Richard Nixon has surged into the lead by 3,000 votes. I was dismayed for if Nixon really carried Illinois. The game was over. And at this point I was jabbed from dismay by the outburst of jubilation from young Dick Donahue, who yelped he's got them. Daly made them go first. He's still holding back. Watch him play his hand now. I was baffled. They were elated, but they knew the game better than I. They knew the counting game better than I. And as if in response to Donahue's yelp. The ticker having stuttered along for several minutes, with other results announced. With the last precincts of Cook County now in, Senator Kennedy has won a lead of 8,000 votes to carry Illinois' 27 electoral votes. Later that evening, Kennedy told his friend, Ben Bradley, of an early call from Daly, when all seemed in doubt. With a little bit of luck and the help of a few close friends, Daly had assured Kennedy before the AP had pushed out the count, you're going to carry Illinois. Is that what happened? Tuesday night? Sure looks like it. To say nothing of other considerations, it's hard to believe that an eight-point win in Ohio would be coupled with losses throughout the rest of the upper Midwest or that historically deep purple Florida would go strongly for Trump while Georgia and North Carolina would not. Are those states really so unrepresentative of the American electorate? Stop the steal. The the thing could but never will be proved. Those who ran the operation are also in charge of all the potential investigating agencies. There's zero chance they will use any of that power to uncover their own malfeasance. Think a Biden Justice Department will look into it? Expect instead a media typhoon of propaganda insisting that the results are all legitimate. That any anomaly you think you see or saw is a conspiracy theory. And I will add fake news, disinformation, or at any rate innocently explainable by Monday process details too boring to get into. Twitter is already slapping warnings on the accounts of those who point out irregularities. How long before they start outright suspensions? Will it work? That depends on the president and his allies and what they do. The odds and forces arrayed against them are immense. What would I have them do? I'm no expert, but the crew at Revolver has some good ideas. One, challenge the late-night fines in the courts. Two, hold rallies in contestant states. Three, urge GOP officials in close states to expose shenanigans. And if necessary, to refuse to seat Biden electors in the event of a fake count four. Mount a campaign to marshal grassroots public opinion in the president's favor. Convince the people that if, in fact, the election is in the process of being stolen, the president and his allies are going to fight the steal on their behalf. If middle America wants to prevent this election from being stolen, it will have to be willing to act now. I know they are willing, but they need to hear that from President and his surrogates. I'd get Trump on Tucker tonight to explain his plan. But in another sense, the Democrats' plan won't work. Even if the deal can be made to stick, half the country won't accept it. That is, they'll accept the reality that power is now in the hands of a party that took it by fraud, but they won't believe that the election was fair, or the outcome real. They will believe or be confirmed in a belief that's been been brewing for a long time, that the system is rigged, that the process is fake, the ruling class are liars, the government is illegitimate, and that they themselves are subjects and not citizens. Anything but a free people with a say over its own destiny. If the ruling class can get away with this, they will be able to get away with anything, and they know it. The irony will be those who, over the last four years, have bleated the loudest about our democracy will have been most responsible for killing it off. This is Romeo One Oscar. I am out.